Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Top Shelf Sports Talk. You're hanging out in the sports bar with Danger and Battaglia on the Sports Leader, 95.7 FM and AM 950, The Fan, Rochester. Well, I, I originally thought it was on us. I didn't know what the flag is. They don't, it's not a flag that they usually call. Um, I was just getting getting up ready to go score. You know, we're going to have a, a minute and 20 seconds left. Um, I think we had all three timeouts, so... Maybe at two, but that, that was going through my mind. We have a stance in the sports bar. Blaming the refs after a loss gives off a lot of loser energy. And I'm curious, because I know he did a lot of work last night. A lot of angry Chiefs fans after the Bills get the win in Arrowhead 2017. Jay Binkley, 610 Sports in Kansas City. What was that postgame like, buddy? Well, I'll tell you what, guys. They did. The Royals did sign left-handed pitcher Will Smith today. <laughs> 60 appearances, 4-4 ERA, returning to Kansas City since the first time since 2013. They really needed this guy in the bullpen. I love that you guys are starting to talk baseball early. Love it. Jay, he was offside. <laughs> Who, Von Miller? No, Von Miller was totally offside. And I suggest anybody, the play after the Kadarius Tony, I suggest anybody grab the All-22 film and watch Von Miller way over, like a yard over the line of scrimmage when that ball was snapped. Something the Chiefs lost the AFC title game in overtime, Mahomes' first year starting because of this play that they did themselves with D. Ford when he jumped offside. So we're talking about Von Miller being offside to the play before oh, it that's, because uh, the Von Miller wouldn't have happened if the Kadarius Tony play. He was offside. He's yeah. way offside. Kadarius Tony was way offside. All right, so here's my theory on this, Jay. Way offside. Okay, so was Patrick Mahomes really just angry at Tony for screwing that up, and he realized my list of, you know, what is that? A festivus. I've got a lot of, uh, you know, aggravations here. Uh, his, <laughs> yeah, a lot of airing of grievances. Yeah, and his list of grievances, the referees after last week. So was that a little bit of displaced anger by Mahomes on the sideline, Jack? Here's the thing. It's kind of been building up like a volcano. And here's the one thing. And I credited the Chiefs last week in the postgame show because they were screwed out of that game against the Packers. You guys saw it in BS was. You know, the guy was draped all over him, and it should have been a pass interference. It would have been a spot foul, and the Chiefs would have had the ball 46 seconds inside the eight-yard line. Um, you know the play I'm talking about, right? Yeah. But but afterwards, the Chiefs took the high road. Andy Reid didn't blame the officials. Pat Mahomes says, hey, I'm fine with just letting the guys play. And he said that even last night. Someone asked him about the Von Miller offside, and he says, who cares? You know, just let, let the guys play. Let the guys play the game. And he even said, uh, Patrick Mahomes, which I doubt is making the news much in Buffalo, but he even said it afterwards. He said, still, I don't know if we win that game, even with the Kadarius-Tony touchdown. He goes, I don't know if we win the game because Josh is on the other side, giving Josh too much time. So Mahomes even gave credit uh, to Josh Allen, that you're probably not hearing out in Buffalo today, but uh, Jeff Darlington has it on Twitter, um, where Mahomes said that after the game in his press conference. But 
No, I think it's frustration. I think it's frustration with the offense. And I think he's pretty upset that the officials didn't communicate uh, with him, which they don't really have to do. I mean, it's a courtesy, but that was the controversy. Did he, did he know it was offsides or not? There, there's no excuse for it. You know, I'm tired of this Kadarius Tony experiment at times. He had a drop pass. He lost the Chiefs the game single-handedly to Detroit. you got to focus, man. I see peewee football. Guys will look at the line judge. Yes. And get a, you know, a thumbs up or down. It happens everywhere. There's no excuse for a former first-round pick to be staring right at the football and not know he's staring at it with a team that's been the three of the last four Super Bowls. No excuse for it whatsoever. And not only that, but he, he was clear. This, they they want to make this a point of emphasis, right, the, uh, the offsides. There's been 13 calls so far this year. Chiefs haven't been called for it since 1995, but they, they're making an emphasis because of one thing, Philadelphia Eagles, the tush push. Mm. They're so concerned with the tush push. Uh, Dean Blandino came on our station today and was talking about that because of the tush push. They're now really checking the line of scrimmage and where guys are lining up because they're concerned about this. And Kadarius Tony uh, found out, uh, let's put it this way, but I didn't like the optics of it, guys. I didn't like when he was running his route, he and Kelsey kind of separated their separate ways, and Mahomes hit Kelsey with the ball first. I didn't like Kadarius Tony's body language. It was kind of like throwing his arms. He kind of showing up as quarterback, and I didn't like that because like, he was open, but he was open because the corners actually broke off of him to go after Kelsey. But I didn't like the optics of a guy showing up as quarterback. Um, so that was just a bad play all around for Kadarius Tony. Is there anything that that guy can do to redeem himself with this team? Why is he still on the roster? Well, he had that return last year in the Super Bowl. You know, the longest uh, return in the Super Bowl. Um, he's got a ton of potential, guys. It, it reminds me of, you know, a guy for the Royals, Adalberto Mondesi, and, you know, made his debut against the Mets in the 15 World Series. And this guy had so much promise, and he was great. And he could switch hitter and power and speed and uh, whatnot. But he, he couldn't stay healthy. And that's been Kadarius Tony's thing. But then it's these little mental errors. It's not catching the football. Um, it's been a major problem uh, for Mahomes' receivers this year. Um, it, last night, it was you know kind of showing up your quarterback. So he shows you the potential. Like sometimes he shows you the flashes. Like I, I see why this guy's a first round pick. But to be honest with you, I've been calling for it for the last couple of weeks. Richie James only had eleven snaps. Is back healthy now. He's the guy that should get uh, Kadarius Tony snaps. To be honest with you, this guy had. 57 catches last year for the Giants. Career year with the New York Giants last year in yards and catches. He needs to replace Kadarius Tony because you have to mentally, when you're when you're playing with this team and you're seated as high as the Chiefs are and you have expectations, you can't have these mental lapses like lining up when you're staring at the football. I mean, yeah. come on. And then their whole controversy, guys, was with the, the check with the line judge or not. That was a big controversy because CBS had two tweets last night. One producer, then Tracy Wolfson, who did the sideline, backed it up so I could confirm the report. So I'm sitting there doing the post game, going, okay, did he check with the officials or not? Because if he checked with the officials, that's a problem for the NFL. And Roger Goodell needs to be apologizing to everybody today that they told Kadarius Tony's fine, and then they, then they throw a penalty on him because uh, it cost the Chiefs a game. But I didn't believe it because if you're if, if you're accused of, of checking with the official and you're fine, you're holding a press conference after the game. You're clearing your name, but he didn't do that. And he didn't tell Andy Reid. And Andy Reid today in his press conference confirmed that Kadarius Tony did not uh, check with the uh, with the line judge on the side and did not check, which people do all the way since Pee Wee football.
Yeah, Jay, I expect Andy Reid to get fired. You can't say the officiating's embarrassing, but he's in a position where he's got to back up his quarterback. So I understand uh, the you know what Not Andy fired, did. fired, fined. Excuse me. F- did I say fired? Yeah. Okay, we can fire him. Yeah. I, I, like, I, I, he didn't back down that. He didn't back down that day in his press conference. I, and I appreciate that and respect that. It, it's not, he's not mad about the call being wrong. The call is right. What Andy Reid has said, he had over 27,152 snaps in the NFL. He's never had that been called to him, ever. And this guy's number two all-time in postseason wins, number four all-time in, uh, in NFL victories, and he's got two Super Bowl trophies and been the four. And he's never had an offensive player offside. Because usually, you know, refs will give him warnings or something like that. I mean, that's pretty customary. They don't have to do it. And Jay, that was egregious, you, you what, he, that was egregious school, what he did. You call high school sports, we do too. Because most athletes learn yep. at that level. They look at the official. It's yep. the same 100%. thing. So I guess I'm just curious also about. Mahomes' behavior at the end of the game, and one of our camera guys, Thad Brown, caught sure. the exchange with, like, like, what was the reaction in Kansas City last night, or maybe has it changed today? Are people there saying, yeah, yeah that's our guy, that's good that he's angry like that, or like, dude, what, what the heck, Patrick? What, there are what people kind of- saying that he's embarrassed himself with those actions. See, that's, that's ridiculous. I mean, come on, because the ultimate competitor. You know, he, he, people love it when a Michael Jordan does that, or people love it when LeBron James shows some passion, shows some fire. Pat hadn't showed that side of him. And he was just furious with the way things were going. And keep this in mind, this has been a bad year with officials missing calls against the Chiefs. I know people think it's the other way around, but it's actually not. I mean, they, they, they played the Raiders a couple weeks ago. The Raiders didn't have any penalties. I think it's a culmination of all these things happening. And he wants to see, you know, the officiating get better. And, you know, guys, before this game even started, Adam Schefter was talking about it. Mike Florio, they had articles about the officiating in the NFL. You guys know how bad it is. Every fan base in this country of any NFL team complains about the officiating. They just do. They can blame Chiefs fans all they want, but they all complain about it uh, in every single city. But do you know what these officials do, guys? You know what their jobs are? I mean, it is fun to look at this. Lawyers. Um, Sales managers, like two or three sales managers, current guys. The guy last night, I believe, is a sales manager as well. CPAs, tax attorneys. One's an athletic director and and basketball coach. And these are the the heads of the officiating crews. Yes, they have full-time guys, but not the heads of the officiating crew. These guys, they they are paid extremely well. They're paid over $200,000 a year. Many of them make much more than that. Full-time officials, this is a billion-dollar industry. You have people gambling what, 19 different states now for the NFL. Get it right. Everybody wanted the real officials to come back when the replacement officials were doing games. Is it that much better? But the calls are getting bad. And no, I'm not blaming the officiating because I'm like you guys. That's, a, that's kind of a loser's mentality. I love the way the Chiefs handled that Packers game because they didn't complain about the officiating. Last night, guys, I think it was just a little bit of frustration. And you asked me about the fans. Fans are getting frustrated. They think the sky's falling at some point. But then they have to realize this. The Chiefs are still a third seed. They have the 30th toughest schedule in the NFL on Tankathon. The only tough game remaining is the new, is the Cincinnati Bengals. Okay, and it's not Joe Burrow and it's at Arrowhead Stadium. But they are 8-5. They hold the tiebreaker of the Miami Dolphins. Beat them head-to-head. They hold the tiebreaker of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Beat them head-to-head. They have a better conference record than the Baltimore Ravens. They would be seated higher than them. So they're 8-5. and five. For as bad as they've played, they're sitting right where they want to. And you have to remind people that they're still sitting right where they want to. They just got to run the table. I mean, they have to refocus, forget about what happened last night, focus on the Patriots, 
and move forward. It is good for this football team. They moved that game from Monday night to Sunday afternoon. Great for them. Jay, um, you're talking about where they are right now as a, as a three in the AFC. I was wondering, yeah. I mean, we're playing around with the playoff machines and, and looking at seedings and scenarios and how it could all play out. Are the Chiefs actually the third best team in the AFC? Are they no. worse than third? Are they better than third? Where do you have them? They're, they're not playing as, as a top three seed right now. I'd say that they'd be, they kind of belong where the, uh, you know, around team six, seven, and then eight that's on the outside looking in the playoffs. I think they're a fringe team, and I think they kind of belong in that group of seven and six teams, uh, to be honest with you. I, I think they belong more there than they do at the top, albeit they have beaten the Dolphins head to head. They have beaten the, the, uh, um, the Jaguars head to head in Jacksonville. That was a road game uh, for them. So, but again, it's what you're doing right now. I mean, everybody's got flaws in this league. Every team has, I mean, the Bills have games they shouldn't have lost. The Jaguars have games they shouldn't have lost. The 49ers lost three straight games, including to an XFL quarterback that's no longer on the team. Things happen in this league. They just don't usually happen uh, in the month of December. But I do believe the Chiefs kind of belong until they can prove otherwise. Even that defense is very good. Told you guys for months it's going to be a good defense. Yeah. Um, they, only let, they don't allow over 24 points except for once. They're third in the NFL in points against. But those Bills are no joke. This is the best team all around that she's playing. Top five offense points per game, top five defense points per game. Statistically, the Bills are a very good team, and I thought this uh, was going to be a great matchup uh, for the Chiefs. I don't know what's happened all year. You know, I've seen as many games you know, as possible, but this, that's a good team, and that's a good quarterback at the helm of that team. And they, they played, I believe, their best opponent last. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Yeah, so Jay, we were playing around with this, and I could see the Chiefs, you know, winning the division, but maybe end up as as the three seed. And I could see yep. Buffalo. Now, if Buffalo wins out, it's like ninety nine percent they'll they'll be in. And sure. I, Danger thinks that there's a shot at the the division. I do not. Under the the under the you know formula that they'd be a wild card Buffalo. Would you sign up for the first round matchup three, a Kansas City third seed? taking on a sixth seed in the Buffalo Bills? At this point, no. Buffalo is the better team right now. I mean, Buffalo is is better than the Chiefs right now. Um, they proved it last night. 
And, you know, you take it, you can't really take the Canarius Tony play out because that's what they have. I mean, they, the Chiefs are hurting a wide receivers. The wide receivers are hurting this football team at times. Right now, the Buffalo Bills are better now. Can the Chiefs turn around like other teams in the NFL are and start to play good football here towards the end? Like the, like the Eagles are going the wrong way. You know, they're going the absolutely wrong way. They've lost about 20-plus points in back-to-back games. Exact wrong way. The Cowboys going the right way. The 49ers are getting hot. And this team, you know, as I said, have lost three games before. If they can win, if they can go on a roll and beat the Patriots, win on Christmas Day against the Raiders at home, turn in a good game against the Cincinnati Bengals, and they finish up against the Chargers, and who knows uh, what's going to happen in that game. Brandon Staley's probably going to be ran. Justin <laughs> Herbert, who knows if he's going to play or not. But if they can finish strong, I think the Chiefs can be can be a good team and get right back in their top three. And I'd say I take the Chiefs in the postseason only because they've been so damn good in the postseason. I mean, they've been in the AFC title game five straight years, and they've only lost in overtime or gone to the Super Bowl. So I'd have to lead the Chiefs that way. But right now, the Buffalo Bills are better than the Chiefs. Jay, with all these teams at seven and six, eight and five, I mean, the conference is wide open. So today, I just wanted to get your take as to Who's who's who are you believing in? Who who's real in the AFC? Is it just Baltimore? Is that where the conversation ends? You know, I think so. I mean, you look at and again, if you go statistically, the Buffalo Bills belong there with everybody. I love teams that rate highly on both points per game on offense and defense. Now, the Ravens uh, last night when I looked, they were seventh, I believe, in points per game on offense. They were number one on defense. It's pretty good. That's a score of eight if you added up their offense defense. The Bills are sitting there at 10. Uh, the coaching is great. John Harbaugh is a great coach. Um, he's done always done a wonderful job with that team uh, when they've had injuries. But they have head-scratching losses uh, this year, and it's really hard to comprehend. Now, we'll see what happens. I do think Baltimore right now is the best team in the AFC, but We'll see what they do going to Jacksonville, which you never know which team you're going to get. Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. Then they have to fly to San Francisco, another tough one. They still have to play the Dolphins. They still have to play the Steelers. And I know the Steelers just got pounded by the Patriots. Okay, but the Steelers did beat the Ravens earlier this year, and it is a rivalry game. So the number one toughest schedule in the NFL is the Ravens. Let's see how they kind of match up if they can go through this uh, gauntlet of a schedule and finish up strong. But right now, them, I'd like to say Miami, but they just don't beat teams with winning records. They, they don't do that. They're very good against anybody else, but they need to prove it first because they're not proving it. No. Uh, Jay Binkley, 610 Sports in Kansas City. Uh, last one for me, Jay. And uh, it's the Pacheco question. How much did that affect Kansas City's offense not having your running back? Because I thought at times, like, why don't the Chiefs actually stick with the run a little bit more? Yeah, and Clyde looked fresh at times. And I was kind of like, Clyde get hurt? Clyde get hurt? Because, uh, you know, they pull him out there. I think it, he went in as the fifth-leading rusher uh, in the AFC, and they have been leaning a lot more on Pacheco. He's been putting up more 100-yard games here. Um, he runs so hard. He's been catching the ball well out of the backfield. I think it makes a difference. But Jerick McKinnon, this guy, he did play. Jerick McKinnon did. He had a touchdown. You guys, he had nine touchdowns last year. All nine came after December 1st. So this is when he shines. So getting the ball more to Jerry McKinnon, which he still played in this game, and a Clyde here and there, I don't think it made too much of a difference, uh, to, be on, to be honest with you. But they were able to run at times. Buffalo's run defense, 20th in the NFL. The Chiefs were 19th. I expected both of these teams uh, to be able to run well in that game. But I think it could have made a bit of a difference. But the Chiefs were just so uh, intent on really hammering the middle of the field 
um, which they did, uh, is exactly why they need Zach Ertz, guys. It's why Zach Ertz needs to come play for the Chiefs. I know he's not going to break anything open wide open, but he does have 46 career NFL touchdowns. And he what? He catches the football. Jay, uh, I'm sorry, I'm negative. No, Jay, listen, man, you you're doing the Lord's work with that pregame show after a loss like that. I can't imagine some of the calls that you had to deal with last night, and and I, you know, uh, bitter after a loss, the way they lost and the way it all went down. Everybody's been there. We all know what that feels like. Certainly here uh, in our neck of the woods as well. You got to rationalize it, you know. You you, you know gotta- though, but you know how this works. I mean, we we are going to have another conversation before this season is up. Oh, I, I feel like 100%. it's an inevitability once again. Hundred percent. But you got to rationalize it, and you, and you sit here and you go, "How many teams in the NFL would like to be eight and five, be, be the number three seed?" But you can't sit here. The expectations get to a certain point, and we all know, guys. The Patriots had their lull. They'd win Super Bowls, then go in a lull, and then they'd come back and be good again. It is tough to be good every year in the NFL. You know, that's the Rams. They're finally coming back around after winning a Super Bowl a couple years ago. The Buccaneers. What happened to them? Of course, Tom Brady's gone. But these teams aren't backing it up. They're winning a Super Bowl, but they're going away. Like the Chiefs have been consistently good. And you know what? Sometimes things, sometimes the check becomes due, but they're still, they're eight and five. If you were to look at this glass half full, they're class half empty. They are eight and five. They are the three seed, and they have an extremely easy schedule. Jay, you're the best. Uh, if we don't talk, happy holidays, my friend. Always great to have you on. You guys, you guys take care. You're the best. I think we're going to talk again at some point. But hell, if you just want to talk about the AFC or whatever, we'll be be happy to do it. But uh, so to sum it all up, guys, Canaries Tonys was offside. Von Miller was offside. Um, Buffalo Bills are a better team right Von now. Von Miller was offside. <laughs> he let, was. Let, let's let that go. That that didn't he happen. was, guys. Nah. nah. All right. I, I didn't see a Merry fire. Christmas, Happy Merry Christmas. Christmas. Yeah. You got to check. Take care, Jay Pinkley. <laughs> Six Ten Sports in Kansas City. Um, there's a new angle here, Danger, because we've all seen the overhead shot. Oh, is this the angle that shows that Von Miller was offside? No, oh. Von Miller is onside. Oh. This is uh, this is actually cell phone footage. Like somebody right down the line, just just filming, like as a fan, like maybe in the first row. And Jordan Schultz has has tweeted this out. Tony does point. At the official, but then he he, he does it like kind of like I'm not I don't care about your response. He comes over and he's pointing to him, but he doesn't wait for the official to to respond. So the official doesn't respond, mm. and then the play goes off. Mm. So it there is I'll, I'll concede that he he's doing something in the direction of the linesman. Do you think moving forward, Kadarius Tony will check in with the linesman every time he lines up to catch? He the should pass? be cut. Okay, but if if he's still on this team, you can't cut him because you invested when you traded for him. You made that investment, and and it isn't panning out. Which you know, shocking. So sad. I just want to point that out. What down was that? That was fourth down. No, it wasn't. It was second down. Yeah, you had had three more chances to get a redo on. That's right. Uh, all right, we're going to get to happy hour next. We have plenty of time for your calls. It's a victory Monday in the sports bar. 866-4-FAN is the phone number. 585-866-4326. Plenty to get to. Your reaction to yesterday's game, and we start to look ahead to Sunday's matchup against those red-hot Dallas Cowboys. That's all coming up next on The Fan Rochester. You're listening to The Sports Bar with Danger and Bataglia. <laughs> On 95.7 FM and AM 950, The Fan Rochester. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, 
celebrity interviews, or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.